0: Hey y'all, welcome to the brand new spinoff of Nat Turner Project, You Ain't Got to Lie Craig, part of Nat Turner Project's media on Empire. I'm Craig, one half of Nat Turner Project, shout out Melanie Stevens and her spinoff podcast, Who All In It with Ariella Ty. For those of you who are returning listeners, you already know how to support Nat Turner Project. And for our new listeners, this is how you can support Nat Turner Project. We have a Patreon page with exclusive podcast episodes, which are only available behind the paywall, so we get extra messy. We have an Etsy store, so buy our stuff on there. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, uh, Facebook, Instagram. If you have any arts-related questions, email us at Project and we will read it on here and try our best to answer it. For this first episode of You Ain't Got to Lie, Craig, I'm joined with Ruben Garcia Marufo and Onyx Andra to discuss Neon Genesis Evangelion. Ruben and Onyx have been chosen based on their AVA expertise and because I know them. Onyx Andra is a fiber artist residing in Portland, Oregon. Their work centers around identity and the self, frequently manifesting into clothing, and more frequently into video and photography. Ruben Garcia Marufo is a Mexican filmmaker whose work focuses on borders, the separation from place, and its aftermath. It finds its place between friction and documentary video, forms with narratives that are rooted in hearsay of multiple languages. They attend to witness and document on the extension of the border event and its burden beyond the geographical line of demarcation. So
1: there you go. We
0: got some we got some experts in the building. And um, we're going to jump in. Today's episode is about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, now we can jump to Ruben and Onyx um, to say a few words about themselves and then maybe um, what they're looking forward to with today's
2: conversation. Oh, well, me
3: first?
2: Yes. All right. All right. All um... right. I well I also just graduated I guess I should have also put that in my little blurb but uh which is a good thing to talk about um but I'm really excited just to talk to somebody else about Neon Genesis Evangelion uh that's not gonna like roll their eyes at me instantaneously or whatever because you know I can't talk about it I heard a lot about how it's kind of like a pretentious anime to talk about but at the same time it's so good like I can't I can't be mad. So I'm just excited to like just dig in deep with like all of the shit that they got in there.
3: Um, yeah, um, I agree with Onyx in this one. I feel like every time I talk about Eva, just because I'm like such a big like Eva fan, I saw it when I was like very small um, and I have like other friends that like anime and they're like, Ruben, there's other anime. I was like, yeah, but like, it's not that good. Uh and like sometimes you talk about it and they just look at you. I feel like Max heard me talk about it for like four years and he was like you always talk about it. I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's like it's really good because I think my favorite thing about it was like a show that does not give you absolutely any answers, just things happen. And my favorite thing is to see how people interpret uh like what they saw or what the show was about, you know? And that's like, kinda like what I'm looking forward
0: to. Oh yeah, thank you both. Um, so before before we start addressing some, some things going on with the show, what would you, what would be a brief um, summary, spoiler-free summary of the show that you would give to someone who has never seen um, seen the show? And this is for both of you.
3: I think the best way to describe it is like a mecha kaiju psychological thriller, something like that. That's like a genre that we're putting in. Um, I think with some tints of like horror, and just I think that I think that's the best way. Like a post-apocalyptic mecha kaiju psychological thriller. And it's not even, like, I don't think thriller is the right word, but, like, the psychological, like, roller coaster of uh, the consequences of, you know, being a mecha pilot in, like, that weird, such strange uh, context of uh, not monsters, angels. And I think in Japanese, it's, like, uh, they're called, um, the original translation is... uh, no, not prophets um what are the things Jesus had like the followers what are they called apostles apostles in the, oh. uh, in, in Japanese the original words apostles and then they translated in english and in Spanish to like and, and other European languages uh to um angels uh so I always like I, I, that's like where I like to put it. it's like a mekataiju psychological thriller uh with a pilot that doesn't want to pilot, you know? I think that's like, sets a really good way of like, telling absolutely no spoilers about what's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Ruben.
2: No, I'm scared, I'm just gonna give away spoilers because that's like, <laughs> it, I, I think it leads into, what is, you said mecha is it Mech Kaiju or what is Kaiju?
3: Um, kaiju is a genre, it's basically Godzilla. It lands in the kaiju genre. So, any like, kind of like monster uh, is uh, a kaiju, like in the Japanese uh, genres. Like, for example, Godzilla is a kaiju, Power Rangers is like a kaiju mecha. Specific Rim? Specific Rim is a kaiju mecha, like, okay. thing. But yeah. All right. k-
2: I think I would throw like shonen in there too with all of those words like a shonen mech because it is like super boy oriented you know so shonen mech kaiju I do like that word although I feel like I don't know I got too deep into like the psychological part of of Ava so like I'm more like I think the apostles are Representative of more than just like these monsters, which I don't know if Godzilla ever did that. So I don't know, but yeah, I would say it's that. It's definitely like a inner,
3: put outer kind of anime. Yeah, no, i um, I think like the kaiju's always been about that. Like uh, Godzilla was like Japanese, like dealing uh, with like the aftermath of the atom bomb. Like Godzilla is the atom bomb. And it's always like the relationship they have to to how one affronts a threat. And I think in Godzilla it's always been like the Japanese Godzilla movies have always been on how do you affront this threat uh, with the least destruction possible. Um, but in the first movie, it's just Godzilla comes around, destroys, fuck shit up, and leaves. And it's like, okay, so uh, they didn't even get to fight it or were able to stop it. It just comes, destroys, and leaves. And they're like, okay. But eventually it became like, how do we deal with this monster without, like, destroying more than it is already destroying? Kind of mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I guess, like, I mean, that's, like, a whole other thing. Kaijis are, like, there's always kind of, like, how... Horror monsters are like a part of our fears, kind of like that. You know, like Frankenstein or like vamp, like vampires have always been like shown as these like uh, seductive foreigners that are like sexy and stuff like that. And like Frankenstein is like I'm not, I don't, I don't know what what that one is. Like zombies, zombies is like another one, right? Like these. Yeah, uh, it's like you can put so many different, and then how the zombie behaves. You add more things to it, right? Um, I don't, I'm I'm just getting started in in horror stuff, like as a
2: learning about it, just because I am like a very soft individual. I would like to watch rom coms more than anything else. Like I think like Ava is like one of the first like m- Mac anime. I just recently oh, all right. I I just recently watched a, a Do you remember the Macross the movie of the Macross series like in the eighties where it's like a pop idol. And, like, you know, like, that's, like, I just watched that. And then, like, more recent is, like, Demon Slayer. Like, those are, like, the most, like, masculine animes I've recently gotten into. Otherwise, it's, like, Fruits Basket, um, My First Love. Like, like you know, Senpai, like, will he notice me kind of shit. Like, I don't know much about, like, all of the, the scary stuff. Which I think might be why I'm, like, super into Ava. Because it's, like, it's not gory, you know. I mean, it's not a good anime whatsoever. Like, I mean, there's like some stuff, but it's not like,
3: like. It's, it's not just, like its thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't. I I think like after watching it, the first like the first Eva before that, like I watched it when I was like 13. I would watch like Dragon Ball or like Saint Seiya, which were like translated and like showed in Mexico. It was like just like shonens, right? And then I get to watch this, uh, and I was like. I don't think I'm going to watch any anime ever again and I didn't until like a few years ago I went back to it and I was like my friends were like oh you need to watch like these other things but yeah I don't know. What was the question originally? <laughs> Where were we put ever,
0: right? No, that was good. That was a good answer. Thank you. Um <laughs> Um okay, so I think I'll I'll give like a little a little um setting and then I think beyond that we we should have no expectations of uh Maintaining spoilers, so I think we can dive into it. So, so Neon Genesis Evangelion is set and in like alternate timeline 2014, um, but after like a future timeline, you know, because the show came out um, before then. After this, uh, you know, to the general public, the idea is that this disaster happened: uh, meteorite struck Antarctica and um, caused um, half the population was wiped out. Uh, rising global sea levels, um, cause all the ice caps Antarctic ice caps melted, um, in extinction of like flora and fauna, um, and new weather patterns. So like the earth got like super fucked up from this, uh, meteor striking and, um, you know, changed the whole planet and, um, the places and how people lived. And then after that, there is this, um, fear expectation of, uh, something else happening and like a preparation for that. But I guess maybe the first thing I'd be curious about is interested in thinking that, okay, so this event, this uh, second impact, as it's known in the show, happened um, 15 years ago. And then we, all of our main characters, or most of our main characters, of the ones that are children, are all 14. So they've been born completely after the second impact. Um, and, like, we're born completely into that other world. So they didn't know at all what the world was like before the second impact, or like remember both sides. They only know this new side, and like I that first generation. So I'm always like, I thought that was really interesting. Was the idea of this like first generation post um, some like crazy trauma? Because like on some level, you could see like nine eleven or something being like that. Um, but yeah, I was curious to see maybe we could start there. Curious to hear what you all have to say in regards to that. Um, the
3: idea of these characters being products of this new age?
1: I mean, it's,
2: (laughs) um, I think, because I just watched, I watched it this year. So I think just even with the the coronavirus hitting, and like, my niece was just born, I kind of have been thinking about that idea a lot more, too. Um, I think even like, the second impact and that like effect on Shinji and like kind of like how he's just kind of operated through the world and like how much his like father's involved in, in what happened to the world. And so like, you kind of see like the direct, the direct impact of the second impact, impact <laughs> on Shinji. I don't know, it's, they're all like a little, I feel like maybe it's because of the anime, but it seems like all of the children present a lot more as adults like, pretty frequently, more than even the adults do, you know, I don't know if that's because of the second impact, but if, like, there was a huge dividing line, like, even between, like, uh, what's her, Misato, Misato, like, the, the lady general, and, like, all of her friends compared to the kids, and, like, there, like, there's a parallel running there, and so there's, like, the more carefree, like, we're used to, like, what we're used to as viewers, like, kind of attitude towards the world, and then we have the children's attitude, which is kind of, um, a, like, raw and aggressive, I would think. Like, there's a lot more that you see and, like, that they push onto each other, um, I think, without intention. I mean, I could get into, like, you know, like, where, like... Uh, oh, I never remember the director's actual name. I just kind of remember him. Like, he's a big deal, because he hasn't really done much other than, you know, Genesis Evangelion. But, like, it's, you know... He, like...
3: yeah. Hmm?
2: Hireakiano. Yeah. I can't say Japanese names very well. Ano.
0: I think, yeah, I think that's, those, those are definitely interesting points. Because um, I think all these, like, one of the things I like about the show is, like, all the characters are, like, fucked up. Um, the kids are <laughs> fucked up, the adults are fucked up. And while you were talking about that, it made me think, like, oh, yeah, maybe, like, a fucked up adult acts like a kid. And, like, you know, a fucked up kid is, like, really, like, adult-like and mature because they've, like, had to deal with, the, like, fucked up shit. So, it's like, is that the reversal? Because um, yeah, like yeah, the kids are—you know—it seems like so much. Not, I don't know about Shinji, but um, you know, maybe Ray and uh, Asuka are um, more able to handle things compared to some of the adults.
1: Well, well,
2: well Asuka's like a brat and a half, though, when it comes to dealing with anything. You know, like later. Yeah, I mean, wait, so I can do spoilers now.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. All
2: right. You know. Oh, but like you know, she gets her period like you know halfway through the series, and like she's just like the meanest, most confused. Like you know, she's handling other stuff too. Like I think at that point, like she had failed another mission, so it's just like thing on top of thing on top of thing, and like she just could not like handle it, and had to like be aggressive towards Ray. And then Ray, Ray, you know, like is she even a child? Like. <laughs> Yeah,
3: what is Ray?
0: Yeah, that's like, that's one of my. I mean, I don't know if we get into that now or later, but that definitely is one of my questions. Is Ray a full person? Is Ray like the memories of um, Shinji's mom? Or is Ray a combination of uh, Lilith and Shinji's mom? But then these two different, like, kind of like mother energy forces? And then, like, what does that mean? And then does like Shinji become some type of like Oedipus?
3: But. Yeah. yeah, um, I don't know about like, I think like Mike, what I really like about like the show was the adults. Like I always, I like how the show like bucks with you at the start and presents you with this tone of like, oh, it's this kid trying to learn how to pilot like this robot in these very uh attenuate, like really hard circumstances of like life and death, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. You know, it starts like very uh very very much like any other make a show about empowerment through technology and like using this robot as a way to like you know do all these things and I'm like okay I get it but then like you see the second episode and then you're like oh the show then you see like the robot goes crazy and then like uh the the helmet folds off and then like it comes out of the state of research. And then, like, Shinji's, like, sitting, like, all, like, what the hell just happened? Sees that thing that it's piloting. It's not a robot. It's, like, something fleshy inside. And you're, like, okay, this is this is going to be, like, weird. And then, like, the first half of the show is all about the kids. You don't get to know Misato that much or Gendo or Fuyutsuki or Ritsuko or any of those, uh, like, all the main adult characters, right? You just get to meet chingy and then uh, ray and then pasca and then the three of them as a as a triangle but then like after i think episode 14 and then that's when i think the show for me like goes the other way and the kids just are pushed aside and they're like they're just our tools because no one else can write these things and we need to fix this shit and they're like fix what i don't know i just was born into this. But they're the only ones that can pilot, which I don't know if we'll get there, but the reason why they can pilot is like super fucked up. Um, And I really like how the show just like dives into the adult characters and just pushes the kid characters to the side. Just like, okay, we're done with you. Um, We're gonna see who's running the show, why, and how it's affecting like all the characters. Like, I had like such an affinity for the. Uh, adult characters, specifically like Misato. I think also as a kid, um, watching a show where you don't identify or don't want to be anyone was really weird because I don't know, I saw like Dragon Ball and I was like, I like Vegeta, you know, I like Goku, you know, like you had like these, I like Trunks. I want to have a sword and have like cool purple hair. And this one I'm like, I don't want to be any of these characters. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be their friend. I'm just like watching this spiraling down of each of the characters. Like, I think like the harshest one is like Asuka, has like the worst spiraling down after failure of a mission and then another. And then I just like, I think iconic said it perfectly, just like stacks on them. And I think one of the most fucked up experiences of any of the characters was like, have was having a bodiless existence for 33 days i was like and then all of a sudden you have a body and you're just like uh what is going on how am i supposed to go on with my life and then he's like i think after that they're like yo you need to um get back in the robot you know (laughs) it's like there's another monster coming and he was your friend and now you have to kill it you know it's just like over and just like keeps going and there's no there's no upward feeling it just keeps going down after like episode 14 it just like just keeps going down and down
2: it just it hurts it hurts to hear it so summarized you know and just thinking about like the weight because i don't know yeah the kids go through a lot and like I definitely I like the adults a lot more. I'm really curious. I wish I could have they would have like gotten a little bit more into the doctor. Um got with Katsuragi, right? I think, right? Uh no, that's whatever. The doctor lady. She like I think she's interesting, especially like the weird love triangle that she shared like with her mother and Gendo and like how that's affected like the way that things were built and the technology behind the Avas. But then yeah, also the Ava's like are like them going berserk is like almost better for humanity than, than the children trying to pilot them. You know, like, I don't know. That's just.
3: Well,
2: are y'all still there? Yeah. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> I love.
3: I think, does Does this have a name now? Now that we're doing these kinds of like distance communication, does that have a name? Like that? It, it, is everyone still there? Because it has happened to me where I'm talking and then no one's there. So, I don't know. Maybe we're just waiting for someone to coin the term, like, the and that. I don't know how to call it. But I'm just wondering if there's still a term for it. But, yeah, I don't know. Max, tell us about, like, your experience with the characters. I kind of want to And what the fuck? My meeting is going to end in 10 minutes? I thought I had, like, the Zoom Pro. Was I, have I been fired and no one told me about it?
0: Yeah, that's why that's why you were you were in charge because you had the.
3: No, yeah, that's what I thought along too. Like, with zoom. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I.
0: So what's gonna happen? It's gonna kick us out, and then we can just come back in.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think okay. so. I mean i I've been I've been doing this for a while, and it hasn't had any problems.
0: Wow, what? I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You both know. You both. Um, I'm so much more knowledgeable in anime. Um, I didn't even know what Shoujin was until today. Oh,
3: basically Shoujin um, is like... Uh, a boy show? A it's show like a boy, boy show. Yeah, actually shōnen is something like boy show. Something like that. Shōnen is boy show, yeah. And it's... there's like certain tropes in the genre, which is like... Uh, you there's like this kind of like willpower thing where you always push through and you succeed. Um, you know, it's kind of like this. Ah! You know, like Goku charging. That's like such a shonen thing. Um, and mostly shonens are the most like like super popular. It's like Dragon Ball, Naruto, or Naruto, whatever it's called. Um,
0: so like all the all the Gundam shows are shonens.
3: Yes. Yes. But they're, they're like witch- Specifically Gundam Wing because there's like
0: kids in it. They're all oh, because they have to be boys. They're not it's not just like so yeah. if it's men, it's not a shonen.
3: Yeah. I mean I guess
0: maybe we're gonna sound like idiot. Okay, we, yeah, we we don't have to keep going on this. Um but that's so, exactly why you both are here and you're all our experts. Um so so part of yeah, so my experiences with the show, part of my first um things with this show, I started watching it only a few months ago. Um, at the beginning of quarantine. Um, it took me a while to understand even where to start or what to watch. Um, and then, yeah, so I think um, the idea, then, you know, talking to Ruben, Ruben said to watch uh, Neon Genesis, Ava Jillian, episode 24, and then watch end um, the end of Ava, and then watch 25 and 26, but I have not seen any of the rebuilds or any other things that exist, um, other things exist. But yeah, so that's um, where I come from with that. Um, I I was, as a kid, I did watch Gundam Wing. um, So that's my only other reference for um, this kind of show. I mean, I think I remember random episodes of like old Transformers, like the cartoon. Um, So maybe I remember a little bit of that. And then... um, you know of course like Power Rangers but I don't know if Power Rangers is the same and then I remember like Voltron or whatever um so maybe <laughs> maybe a few things um but um yeah so I, I liked that um I feel like it was it wasn't like all the all the tropes um I liked the the visualness of it I feel like um you know something I've talked with Ruben about is the way it looked like it was shot on camera I thought it was really interesting, and I really appreciated that. I think that was like one of the first things um, I noticed and um, made me think that it was more interesting. Um, oh yeah, like oh yeah, now I can remember the things. I really loved like how real it felt, like that these were government agencies that had to deal with budgets and had to deal with like red tape and had to like get like permission to get something else from another department, and like they had to like do all these things just for like one chance to destroy like an angel and then it might not work. So I really loved that it felt really grounded and like how things really would work with like limited resources with like actual government still running things where you need to get permission, where um, not everybody has just unlimited funding to do whatever the fuck they want all the time. Um, So I really appreciated that. I feel like that like set it in like such a more real space. Um, And the fact that, yeah, like I still had no idea what was going on for most of the time um yeah like being really into like christian mythology um i was really into like uh a lot of the things that the show is about and referenced and then um yeah so i think all those things were um, very pro for me um oh yeah one of my notes is I, I was really interested in this idea of uh they like mentioned that adam right adam came to earth like four million years ago this idea that there's these other celestial beings or whatever. almost like, Marvel's Avengers called them celestials, but they're not celestials. Um, yeah, Adam, since like comes in an egg um, in a moon to Earth, um, and then yeah, crashes into Earth, and then another egg moon comes and then crashes into Earth as well. And then that's the one that Lilith comes out of. And, but then it's like Lilith is also the black moon and then Adam's supposed to be the white moon. And then, um, so I like that as like references to like um, the occult mythology and um, even like astrology. Um, but then even the, there's like this, the, like like, um, I don't even know what it is, theory, a uh, second moon theory that we used to have another moon before the moon we currently have. And then that something threw that moon off of orbit and it crashed into earth. And that, like, collision between the Earth and the second moon um, fucked up Earth for a while, but, like, eventually formed the moon we have currently. So, like, the current moon is actually, like, our second moon, and it's made from Earth, um, which is, like, some science theory. Um, But then, too, that um, the, the idea of, like, a black moon for Lilith is, like, this node on the opposite side of the sun that, like, exists at all times, but, like, we can't ever see it but it's, like, something that's in our star charts. Um, but then also, like, Lilith as this, like, um, you know, this, like, uh, feminist symbol that would, like, didn't want to be um, subservient to Adam in the Garden of Eden, um, right? In like, the Genesis, there's, like, two origin stories, like, um, God, God made Adam and Lilith out of dirt, and then God made Eve out of Adam's rib to be, like, subservient,
3: because, like, Lilith
0: was like, we have to walk side by side, and then was cast out, right? And she was uh, like, fuck that. Yeah, and then, so yeah, so I, since then, like Lilith, so I like that idea, and like, all those, like, elements of, like, what Lilith is, and this, like, Black Moon, um, but then this idea that Lilith is also, in this, like, reality, the mother of humans, um, yeah, I'm super, I'm super in all of that shit.
2: I love the mythology behind Ava and like just trying to understand like how it like maybe even like not going like super hard into it but just like this the super like Christian kind of weighted overtone over the whole anime like really pulled me in a little bit more than I think I would have if it wasn't there just because it is like I don't know like the government's pulling the strings behind it but it's all for God's will but then like the end game is like this kind of oneness that like I uh, you know I think you were talking about earlier Ruben like uh you wouldn't want to be any character in the show but then I also like wonder like what would happen like if I was just like a person on the planet during that time like in Russia or whatever like just chilling, and then suddenly I become like LCL and then like I'm just and like but then like that oneness and like we kind of like I because I've researched Ava more than I've watched it like I've like known about Neon Genesis since I was like 14 13 and watched videos about it so I didn't know like, I knew all, like, the words. Like, I knew what the first impact was, and then it was a wild anime show, but I never got to watch it until this last December. So, and I'm 24 now. So, I've been, like, researching Ava without seeing it for, like, 10 years, <laughs> which is silly. And so, finally get to see it, like, when Shinji's in the LCL and becomes one with the, with the uh, Ava, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, you know, it doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Like, even in the end of Evangelion, when he's, like, considering it, I'm like, that might be better. Like, I get the pull for that. I understand the pull and the want to be like, just like, just drop all of the the stuff that you are and just become goo. Like, that sounds so nice. But then like, you know, he works it out eventually with himself, I think too late, but like, you know, he said it's better to have the AT fields and like have to butt up against them and go through that trauma, like, not trauma, but like, um, tension. friction, the friction of souls
3: touching. um, Of souls touching, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, Oh, go ahead, Max.
0: No, no, you should go first.
3: Um, like, um, I, I think, yes. Honestly, visually, I had such a cool visually from this show because when I first saw it, I was, like, 13, 14. Uh, two, I was, like, nine, it was 99, like, two years after, like, the end of the movie premiered and, like, five after the show was released. So I was in, like, a school that was run by nuns and there was like crucifix everywhere and like the whole time that I was there. I was there for like half of my life. And it was very funny because there came a moment where we had once a week, not even like once a week, there's supposed to be like an hour of like teachings of God and whatever, right? So it would be like, tell us everything about Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden and like creationism basically. And then, um then the next class would be like biology and be like the world was created by a big bang i was like yo what the fuck get it together pick one or the other right and that was like all the time i was like why are these contradicting things like science and religion they seem to like not be getting along um so years later eventually i hear it from a friend and he's like Hey, have you seen this anime? And I was like, anime? What's anime? And I was like, we don't know. We call them cartoons. You know, it was like, we were watching like Dragon Ball in Mexico, was like Time Stage, whatever. I was like, anime? Yeah, like Japanese animation. Was like, what are you talking about? Like Dragon Ball? And I was like, Dragon Ball? Yeah, I watch Dragon Ball. Well, there's this weird one that a friend of mine gave me a VHS tape on. He recorded it from like DirecTV. And I was like, oh, that guy? Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, but he's, he keeps his things. So I think he wants to be our friend. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool." And he tells me like it's like it's about these robots that are cloned out of Adam and E, like out of Adam and they're called like Avas and I was like, "Whoa, that sounds really cool." And and then there's this other one called Lilith and they have like these shields and they're like robots. And I was like, "You know, in the 90s like cloning was like it was starting. It was like such a big conversation in the 90s, so I felt like, oh, "Wow, cloning like that sounds like so amazing, right? And then my friend—I don't think he ever was my friend—but this guy just came over and gave us the VHS tapes and was like, "Here, are the you should watch this. It's really cool." And I was like, "Okay, we'll check it out." And it was, it was weird because we were like the geeky kids, so like you know, it's felt like we were trying to be mean. It was just like it was just weirder than us, I guess. Um, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, we'll check it out." And then I think the first episode that I saw was like the first part of the rhombus, rhombus, like the one they have to snipe so yeah, the episode starts with a song and then like sh- um no it was like part two so it was like starts a song everything they shoot up the ava and i'm like what am i watching and then like the laser just like hits like the chest and like ah i was like what's going on i was like stop! And i was like dude i think you gave me the wrong tape and then he gave me the first one and then started it and i was like really 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 like taken by it just like I don't think it's symbolism I think it was just like a coat to put on top of this story it, and like because I think like the director has said it so many times like oh it was just like we didn't want to call like unit one we don't want to like cool, call it like other cool things but it's like something that I thought was like what made the show like stand out what's like the words that is used to describe its thing like longina slay like the AT feel eva adam lilith and like angels um and that's like what really drew me in when i was a kid like that first thing and as a kid of course i was like Shinji, get in the fucking robot why don't you want to get in the robot anyone would want to get in the robot why are you not getting in it you know like i would get in it, like get the fuck out of the way you know that was me as a kid would be like i'll write it if you don't want to use it but then as you grow up i saw i was like oh my god like every time Shinji gets on the robot gets like immensely fucked up like in the head he gets like incredibly traumatized um and that was like live for a while and i i we they never translated episode 24 or 25 so for me eva for a few years was just cutting kawaru's head and that it ended and it went back to the beginning and we were like how the fuck did this end and it was 99 and in mexico like i don't know back then like in 99 it wasn't like easily accessible. They were rumblings of it, just like, oh, you know, these internet thing. I was like, no, it was like, you use it to be at phone and you can lift up the phone because then it cuts up. I was like, what? So we couldn't know what the ending was for like the longest time. Um, but then everything changed after that. But yeah, like I, I, I agree. Like visually it's very striking. Just like pulls me in and like, I think one of my favorite images is I think Yiva Unit Zero, it's like frozen in place, punching a wall and has like a cross coming out where the the what's the pot name? I forgot. Well the thing, like the pill they put like on the back. It has like a cross coming out like the what? It's just the oh yeah, the plug. Yeah, yeah. The plug. Uh, the plug is coming out, like, across from it, that image just, like, stuck with me for, like, the longest time. I, like, rewatched
2: uh the first and second episode last night. Like, I've been off and on watching it for a little bit now, but, like, I rewatched it and, like, there's a scene where when Shinji's first coming in and they're going across, like, up the elevator, and then right behind it, I just saw the hand. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a hand there. <laughs> and then I actually, I did catch, like, uh, yeah, unit zero like just like you know mid-punch and like actually seeing the devastation of like that whole scene where like you know the the what it like the computers are all like messy and mucked up and like there's this goo like stuff like coming up and over it I didn't see like the the plug on it I just saw like the the movement which also like it freaks me out how much like I'm thinking it's intentional but it freaks me out how much the Avis are like as human as they are, like, the whole, like, lore behind it is that, like, it's either humans were gonna be on our planet, or the angels were, and we got both, and so, and that's why it's fucked up, and that's why our world was like it was, and then people got too, too nosy in Antarctica, and that caused the second, you know, like, just wild stuff,
3: uh, okay, so
0: that leaves me, I have have two questions for y'all, um, based on things that were just addressed, um, so yeah maybe the first so where do the where do the angels come from are they coming from earth are they coming from space are they coming from where are they coming from because they're they're adam's children so are they coming from adam
3: you want like the official or like our interpretation
0: either both i guess yeah
3: um from what i understand it's like there is like an ancestral race or something like this thing that sends these eggs throughout the universe. And they say either the seed of life or the seed of knowledge, the seed of life are the angels. What we call angels in the seed of uh, knowledge is, um, Lilith. Uh, but for fucked up reasons, we got both, like both of them landed here and, I can't answer to, like, I I would like to see here, like, Onyx interpretation of it, but it basically, if these two, these two versions of life are in the same planet, the one will reach out for the other to eliminate all life in that planet, because they cannot coexist.
0: So, so, so one is the tree of knowledge, one is like the life seed of knowledge? Yeah. The other one? Seed,
3: seed of knowledge and the seed of life. The well, seed of life is like the like
0: the angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes back to like the actual Bible, where um, in the Garden of Eden, there, you know, God forbade them from eating, you know, from like the tree of knowledge. But um, it was because ultimately, more God was afraid that they would eat because there was a second tree that eat from the tree of life, and through that, through the tree of knowledge and the tree of life, they would become God. So that's like there was another like theory that like that exists in like what is considered like Gnostic texts or Christian mythology that like in the Garden of Eden it wasn't God was like no you broke this law it was God's fear that you already ate from this one tree you eat from this another tree and then you will be me. ascent right right you you will become yeah these are the two keys of me is the tree of knowledge and the tree of life
2: you know. I get what you were saying earlier about it being like a code on top of, like just to like make everything sound cool, but like a well thought out code, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Very good. Like, and it like it pulls like on the right kind of like you know it's religion, so like it just it just gets you in there a little bit more. Like I get it, like, but also like the just the all powerfulness. Like I mean, they like even Gendo is like saying like we made God, we made an artificial God, and we control it, and like that's kind of why the the angels are mad low key, I think. I don't know where the angels come from. I honestly like I haven't gotten like I wanted to get deeper. Like I feel like when I first started learning about Eva, I was learning about the Christian um mythology behind it, but I was too young. And now that I'm older, I'm just learning about like the the full spread of the um the timeline. Cause if we want to talk about the the movies, I haven't seen the movies yet, like the the one point or the, the new stuff, but it's supposed to be a loop. That they're stuck in, and like that's why the water's red in the other movies, but I haven't actually seen them because I kind of I'm kind of a what is it? I want to stick to the original I'm like new stuff is cool, although the new one that just came out, there's a new movie that just came out for Neon Genesis, and they have the T-shirts out for it, and the Ava unit for it looks super cool, so maybe I will try and get into the, get into the movies again, anyway, yeah. I feel like the angels just manifest from the water or something or the air. So,
0: so they're not coming from, like, Adam's egg
2: or something?
3: Well, Where is Adam's egg?
0: Well, is it still in Antarctica?
3: Yeah, like, under Antarctica, there is, like, a moon that they found, and when hmm. they they had, like, a Dead Sea scrolls there, and they read it, and they were like, oh my god, some fucked up shit is gonna happen if this guy wakes up, and they find the other one, we need to, like, buy time so we can prepare and we have to reduce it to its rigid like we need to like make it an embryo and that's what they do that's like what fucks up like the entire antarctica like they use uh longinus lake they put him in him waking up and then like make him small again like into a neck and then put it in like they freeze it basically
0: so adam is at the end of the second impact adam's just that ear
2: no,
3: um, it's,
0: it's
3: well, an embryo. embryo. It's
2: an the embryo. embryo. Uses um, with it. I like how we're all just like, we know where it goes. <laughs> 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 it. That was like the weirdest thing. Like, because I remember seeing it because like that ponytail guy delivers it, right? And his double crossing ass, first of all. Like, you know, <laughs> he's like, he's for both teams and then also a vigilante and then loves Misato. And like, could you, like, honestly, I think Misato's best girl in this anime. Like, just yeah, like. Yeah,
3: of course.
2: Like, just, is great I love her I want to be her and like he could have done so much better for her but whatever they're all the adults are fucked up right but like and then fucking Gendo gets this like ear embryo like on his hand and then has to go touch a 14 year old, 14 year you know whatever she is like this I, I want to talk about that actually the soul of Lilith
3: yeah
2: because I think I think it because the soul of Shinji's mom is in the Ava right yeah and so like that's I think so, it,
0: so there's, there's no part of Shinji's mom and Ray.
2: No, no, no. She's the she's the actual clone. Oh, her mom. oh
0: just like physically. So only like I, yeah. physically.
2: Yeah, okay. like and so and so like I think like you know there's like the idea of like your body holding memory as much as your your soul right. like hold right. your memory. So I feel like Ray has like a weird. I think it's Oedipus or Oedipus Oedip- Oedipus complexy. I don't know how to say the full Oedipedia.
0: Oedipedia. Oedip- I don't know. Oedipus. I'm just making it up. Oh
3: no, me neither.
2: I don't know what's
1: going
2: on. It's like, like, there's that moment I got way too into, but there's a moment where she rings out the rag in one of the episodes and Shinji's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you look like a mom. And then she like blushes and like starts to get more protective and caring towards Shinji. I'm not sure if that's like a like, like, or just a like kind of thing, but I think that's her kind of like understanding it. But then Lilith is also, I think like how Lilith wants the the human instrumentality project to happen she wants us to be goo so she's using like I wouldn't say using but maybe like Ray as Shinji's mom is kind of is kind of like co- trying to convince Shinji by like being there and being like this like caring thing that he's missing which is his mother you know to like push him to be one with everybody like his, the whole scene where like it's all the phasing women together like Misato, Ray, Asuka and then like that blurry mom figure yeah I don't know it's very Freudian. It's a very Freudian anime.
0: Yeah, like all the kids have have parent issues or like are missing a parent, right? Um and then so I guess oh yeah, so I was thinking this when you were talking Onyx. Um so how self aware is Ray? Like what does Ray know about herself? Does she know everything about herself? Or is she like I feel like I could I couldn't necessarily tell just from my one viewing if Ray knew all the things that she is
2: i saw a theory on youtube oh do you want you can
3: go for it if you want i just want to make a comment i think she becomes aware like in the end like in the movie like by then she's like i know my place i know what i need to do shinji's calling like at that moment everything comes back and i think even a few episodes behind i think she comes to defend Shinji or Kaoru, uh, when they're fighting and there's like, there's another AT feel, another blue blood, or I think, I think that's what they call like, categorize the ages like blue blood. And then like, raised like just standing as the Avas are falling. So I think she becomes aware like near the end of the show, but I don't know what was going on before it. So I kind of want to hear Onyx's uh, theory on it. Oh,
2: I saw like, uh, with analysis I think because it's her third iteration that we see at the end because she's a clone right and we saw the the multiplicities of her and then when they got blended which was that was pretty gory but it wasn't like blood and guts it was just guts um anyway but um because the first iteration of Ray is as a child when she gets killed by the the mom doctor not Ritsuko that was her name but the mom right and then the second iteration is the one that we see yeah, it's the one that we
3: see. Throughout like the whole show.
2: Yeah, throughout most of the series, because that's the one that got, I think she got damaged, but I can't remember if she got replaced at that point or not.
0: Yeah, I thought Ray 2 um, dies at some point. When, yeah, from that from the angel an that Yeah.
2: The angel that
3: goes, like, into the... Oh, Abra. like the right. one
2: that makes everybody veiny and oh, Buddha. Oof, that was bad. Um, so, yeah, and so that's Ray 2 is dead. And then by the third Ray, and I think because one of the youtube videos that i watched that has the theory that like she's which i you know will agree with is that like she starts to like understand her her multiplicity you know and comprehends it better and so then uh by the i would argue i think i agree you know by the third iteration of herself and being in that body she knows more about what she is and more about like what she's doing like they even have to like birth her into the same world to keep that going and i think the loop got broken at some point too just as the world starts to fall apart, and so she's just fully aware and instigates the third impact, because she hears Shinji. yeah.
0: so so she's always Ray. so at no point is it just Lilith in Ray's body. It's still Ray as like a conscious entity making these decisions. And like Lilith doesn't become just like the thing inhabiting Ray's body at any point,
2: or even like when it becomes giant,
0: I guess. Because even <laughs> when it's giant, it's Adam and Lilith.
2: No, when she goes into Lilith, cause like, you know, there's the boob grab and then you, the hand and then she rises up and kind of, then she, I think she kind of loses the Ray part, but like maintains the body image. The only reason, I think the only reason why Kaoru and Ray are both there is because Shinji's a little gay. And oh. so he, so he likes Kaoru better because Kaoru actually showed him affection where he's at, whereas even Ray was like cold and then became closer. And Kaoru is always like you cute and I like you and he's I, like oh I always that thought
1: like, like I
2: I like that
3: I like that but I always thought like uh, I know that Kaoru Kaoru's body is a clone that it's like the clone So this is how I understand it like Ray is a clone of uh, of his of of Joey right and it, it has, like, the data of the soul of um, of Lilith or something like that. Like, they're able to, like, we have, like, the data of the soul, and we don't know if it would work if we just put it in the body, something like that, right? And Kaoru is, like, the, like, it was a clone from Adam. So I always thought, like, that was, like, its human form of the angel, right? Because I think in the movie they say, like, I think – Misato's the one that says, like, there is an 18 angel, and that's us. Like, we are the last threat to us. That's why, like, humanity starts attacking itself. Like, seal, it starts attacking nerve. Uh-huh. Like, like it, it starts, like, attacking itself to, like, stop it from doing the thing that they're trying to do. Uh, but I think that's why Kaoru comes up is because that is his, like, he, like that is the own image that he, it has given itself. And it's now Lilith and Adam like trying to fight for like how this is gonna go on. And Shinji's the one that has to make the decision at the end. And I think the mom, this is where I think the 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 mastermind character that everyone thinks is Gendo. I've always say like, nah man, Jui is a mastermind. She knew she was gonna end up in the Ava one. She knew it was gonna be Shinji, the one that's gonna be all these things. She knew Gendo was like an asshole from the start. And she was gonna be the one that like, I can't let this guy do this thing. So I'm gonna like put myself in the middle of the whole thing. And hopefully my son will do the right thing.
2: Actually, I mean, I agree with that, but I think she's also kind of an asshole. Cause I think she just wanted um, immortality. Because now, you know, as, you know, as we know it, you know, unit one is just twirling off into the distance in solar space and was living forever, lonely forever, but living forever, like she's, it's not dead, you know, like, Unit one's not really dead. So I, I think it's more, because that's, a, I don't, she's a smart lady. I think she's a smart lady and I think she really cared about her son, but I don't know if she... Would have ever bet that Shinji would have made the right choice, which I don't even think he did. Like he he made the choice too late, and so now it's just it, it, you know, it symbolizes back to, but like you know now it's just Asuka and, and and Shinji left, and now they're like the new Adam and Eve. But like, what are they gonna fucking do in that world? You know, they're gonna die too. Like even if they had kids, they're you know humanity's ended. They were successful. They're going to be swimming and their friends from now on. You know, like I don't know. That's I'm I mean, a little
3: about the ending <laughs> I, I mean I, I really like the ending i think it, like i mean my favorite thing about julie was that uh she bec- like if humanity she says like humanity can come out of the lcl uh ocean again we will come back and we just have to like reform ourselves and like the bodies are start like coming up it's like this kind of like rebirth of all of humanity but i think like if we are not able to do that then the Ava and I will stand as its tombstone. Like while even if the sun is gone and the moon is gone and the earth is destroyed, the Ava will remain It will be like the only last vestige of like humanity. Like this is like the only thing that is left. And because the Ava is like eternal, you know, it's like a, I think when it ate the angel, it like it became aware and it no longer needed electricity. It, it was like it was a full being, right? no longer like needed it was like free from the bonds of humanity it was like i'm i'm complete and it was like also part of like getting those plan and all that stuff but i don't know i just think it's like very beautiful like i think we just like like to see jewi like different light i like to see her as like the protector of like humanity be like if this thing is going to be all fucked up at least i want to leave like uh, uh something saying that something was here like mm-hmm. we were here and we fucking failed
2: at it you know <laughs> I like that I like that interpretation of it I don't know there was like one scene where she was talking about like immortality and I was like man everybody sucks like they <laughs> all are bad but you know also I'm glad that it's not real I don't want to be goo goo is weird LCL Ooh.
0: no I definitely get a selfish vibe from all the characters um but not like like more like you think they're selfish and then you understand like their sadness and then you're like, oh, it's more like a sadness because I feel like to some of the things that were said, Gendo, yeah, maybe seemed like he was pulling the strings, but then you realize he just like is sad that his like, wife's con and like I'm super obsessed about that and like that's the reason he's so obsessed with this project is because of his like wife's like essence is still in it somehow mm-hmm. um, versus like, yeah, being like, having some bigger agenda. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, then um, this idea of... Uh, there's so many things,
3: I'm sorry, I've lost my point. That's um, <laughs> okay, this show is like, I think we should go episode by episode. <laughs> it stacks up, it stacks up. It really- yeah,
0: no, it's, it's kind of, yeah, we're all over the place, but I, I think that's fine. We can have more structure next time, I guess. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, Oh, no, but so this idea that, so it was seals. Okay, no. Okay, now I remember, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, So is it, so to me, this question becomes, is it like you either can exist alone as a god or you can destroy yourself and create life? Because I wonder if like, yeah, we think about these other entities that sent these seeds out to the universe, but like maybe it was a single entity and the only way to send the C's out into the universe was to not be a, a single entity anymore.
1: Mm. I mean I like
2: that.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> I think like yeah it's like the idea like you could have it all and just like be alone or like maybe you could share misery.
2: It's kind of it though ain't it? It's kind of yeah. it.
3: <laughs> I think that's kinda of it, yeah. You should have your own YouTube series on Ava Max. Like, is this a show about sharing misery or just spin it all to your stuff?
0: Yeah. Do you hoard your misery or do you, uh, do you give it out? <laughs> no, but um but I do so to still another question I had on that. So Seal so Seal's whole agenda the whole time is like they're like the version the um, Ava version of like the Illuminati, right? Mm-hmm. This like um, secret power behind mm-hmm. everything. Um, I kind of think, it makes me think of like the Bohemian Grove a little bit, because um, I think some like of the Bohemian Grove agendas to like ultimately like conjure um, entities that will like make them immortal or like give them power and stuff like that. So that Seal's idea is that, do they think like that they alone would like reach Godhood? Or like reach some powers like exclusively to them? Like did they misunderstand what the human instrumentality project was or what instrumentality was? Or like they all, that's what they wanted was for everybody to become goo. Or they were wanting specifically to like reach godhood themselves.
3: Um, From what I got is that there is a human instrumentality project for sure. But seal, that's why seal is very secretive. And they're doing the same thing Gendu is doing, but with Adam. And Gendu is doing the same thing they're doing, but with Lilith. They just want to be like in the middle of the whole instrumentality, like be in control of it because they don't have access to this power. They would be good too. Like if this happens, it will return like, let's return to like, I think i told you this so many times, like we were once just. All of humanity was once in that water by the shores and eventually slowly evolved and separated into like multicellular forms. Of life no, water, yeah, the
0: primordial sea. I, no, I tell you about that. No,
3: I tell you about, I, I tell you about that. You about I, I tell you about that. But uh, so I think by Gendo putting it into his hand and then using Ray as a conduit between him and Lilith, he would have been the one in control. And then Seal wanted to do the same thing, and be in the middle of the thing, using Adam and the Eva Eva series, like the nine white angels that come, and like fuck Asuka up. So it's like, I always thought that it was, each of them were at a race, like one of us is gonna get there first, and we hope it's us, not the other. Um, because instrumentality was gonna happen, eh, like any, any way it was gonna happen. Like what they were trying to do is like be in control of it, and they. I don't know if they were trying to, like, gain power from it or something like that. But I, when I saw, like, the SEAL guys in the end, they're like, oh, we're going back to it. And, like, <clears throat> they just, like, collapsed. They seem pretty happy with it. But the thing is, like, I think Gendo just wanted to do it so he can see his wife. Like, he just wanted to see his wife again.
0: Yeah. So, so like, everybody, nobody is actually trying to stop the angels. But then, like, the general public believes these angels are attacking. We've set all this stuff up to prevent the angels from attacking. And hopefully they stop attacking and they have no idea about this like instrumentality goo future. But then, so uh, Gendo and Steel are both just positioning to be the ones who decides what happens when instrumentality happens.
3: Yeah, like the only thing, the only reason why they fight the angels is to like gain time it's like the only reason they're fighting it because if the angels But it, it, is it attack all first,
0: is, it, is it is it all prophecy like it seems like it's all set up like they know then the amount of angels that are going to come they yeah. know that the last angel is going to be the clone of adam like so is it is it all is it even to stop the angels or is it all just like this was all like just a step towards instrumentality like we kill the first angel we kill the second angel this is all then this, eighteen, seventeen angel arrives and that's like, it's not like, so like the people in charge were never like, oh, we're at risk. This was always the plan. It was never like chaos. It was always the plan.
2: I guess so. I think there was chaos. I, okay. I need, I need some clarification. So you're saying that Seal was the one who was making the angels and sending them towards Lilith so that they could bind and then
3: therefore do the instrumentality project. Is that what you're saying? no um i was saying that they were using Kaoru as their as you know gendo had ray seal had Kaoru. and that was like they were using adam in that way
2: so i like, always thought Kauru just kind of came up into existence
3: i always thought, like i always thought it was like it was like made by seal something yeah seal. because they say like seal has sent us like the boy you know like oh, whatever. that's like, true and like if you see throughout the whole show seal always sends shit to nerf when they're done with it like oh we're done with long units like here you go and they're like moving it we're done with this here you go so it's like Gendo is always having like it seems like he's always like step behind because mm-hmm. he's like oh he's i think one of my favorite phrases from gendo and i think it finds him is like we cannot turn back the 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 hands from the clock but we can accelerate it we can like move it to where we want it to like we can return like back time but we can accelerate it so they are no longer um at the top of the game so like whenever there's like these two forces at at, throughout the whole show like these two uh forces in the shadows right like moving things that's why i always thought that there the third one is Misato like Misato's wheel is the one that's like stand between these two things like Mm -hmm. between Seal and gendo and specifically in the end because if it wasn't for her shinji would have been killed and would have not gotten the robot she is like that last push that she tells shinji like get in that thing do it for yourself fuck me whatever but if you do it and you do the thing i'll basically have sex with you i think that's what she says like i'll show you like a grown grown woman's love right because that's the like that realization, Misato's like, I don't have anything to offer you other than my body, which is like, I think that she was struggling throughout the whole series. Like, I don't have anything other than just to give you my body. So she comes with peace with it in the end. She's like, I'll just, let's just fuck. If, you, if we get out of this, we'll fuck. Um, and that, I think it's like that third will of Misato, like, is fighting against this giant organizations And by the end, I think, I think she, I mean, she is the hero of the story. I think I always thought about that.
2: She's actually cared for Shinji. She, like, as much as, like, it probably may have fucked him up a little bit more, like, tried to show him, like, what love could be, you know, always tried to be, like, well, yes, like, I see how in your world it's like this, again, like, adult to child kind of thing, like, Misato's, like, understands her pain and knows how to work around it. Maybe she hasn't solved it, but she is trying to like to do something about it whereas Shinji because he's a 14 year old boy you know everything is finite or like infinite you know just like all are in black or white doesn't understand it yet hasn't gone through the adult process of like learning that there's so much more gray and she tries to like tell him she does like I I can't remember which episode but she really tries to explain it to Asuka and Shinji about it and they just don't get it like goes over their head completely. Like even when Asuka and Shinji kiss, it's like the weirdest, weirdest romance scene. Is it even a romance scene when they kiss? Like it does like play into like how Shinji ends the world, but like, you know, like they like never seem romantic. And then suddenly, I feel like their romance is forced, honestly, but I don't understand why Asuka was the one who Shinji was supposed to go with. They
3: seem like they would be terrible for each other as humans. Uh, you know, good thing that you brought this up. I always thought that there was a romance that the audience never saw.
1: Like, there's guy, things I've- that happen
3: between them that we never saw because they have, like, shit. Like, I'm, like, going dark, but, like, if, like, I always thought, like, Shinji did some fucked up thing to Asuka, or like, Asuka did some fucked up thing to, like, Shinji behind. Like, we never get to see it, but we just see, like, the aftermath of it.
0: Well, we did see Shinji
3: masturbate. Onto- we saw Shinji fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, that is very visually represented in the film. But that's like, but that is like Anno, because Ano didn't want to make this movie. He was basically forced by the fans because they didn't like the original ending, which, oh, maybe we can talk about it later. Um, And he was like, oh, you want me to do this? Fine. But he made the movie thinking of Shinji as like this obnoxious otaku audience if like they don't live outside of their fantasy of anime that is basically it and the whole lesson behind eva is like yo life is hard life is hard and dealing with humans is hard just just don't masturbate over your friend's body don't be that person you know um it's about like how the hardships of like human relations but i feel like as a kid i got distracted by the crosses and angels and like all these things but you know as i grew up i was like this is about like human relations and in 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 like kaiju tradition the kaijus are like the hardships that we go through like i think it got better as it progressed but for example i think one of the best ones is like i think one of the kaijus was like a representative of like mental illness like the one that attacks uh, asuka like mentally And then Mm -hmm. you have, like, the one that goes into Rey, which is, like, this uh, bodily traumatic experience. Um, Then you have, like, the cannibal, like, when you fight back, and you fight back with such a force that you eat someone, basically. Like, this cannibalistic uh, relationship that, like, we might have or something like that. Like, I started going via that way. If if Godzilla was the atomic bomb, then I think it was, like, the, the, the... 14 angel is like a representation of mental illness like if i say that like in the first like in the later ones because it's more obvious than like i feel like maybe the other one i feel like one of the most obvious other ones is like the, the Q. like is that like war i don't know like but i feel like as a, as a show progressed and hideakiano was like if i don't put the shit that i'm going through in the show i'm gonna lose my fucking mind it becomes more clear that like he was struggling a lot with like human relations
1: mm-hmm.
0: um yeah thank you yeah thanks thank you both um for everything
2: yeah thank you thanks for doing it i had fun
3: very right, cool wow. yeah i'm super down to do another one
1: um, <laughs> I